This week, we are one with the Force, and the Force is with Rogue One. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Brownlee. I was not aware that we were starting, <laughs> but I'm still John Rooney. Nothing's going to change that now. Nothing ever will, John. Ah, oh, Patrick, way to just leave a sweet, perfect strangers theme song reference right on the table. <laughs> I was standing tall on the wings of my dreams, and then you crushed those dreams. <laughs> you flew too close to the sun, that is Patrick Bromley. Right, right. I will deny you any chance to think of Balky. God, Netflix, where's that revival series? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, a, they've lived through point. so much. If they're still in New York, they have lived through so much. Generation-defining world events. Well, now they've been gentrified out to Hoboken, I imagine. Sure. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. they are from Chicago. The oh, show took place does, does in really? Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean, because the they right work time. at the Tribune. That's right. And then, and then Harriet uh, Winslow worked with them, and then she got her own spinoff, which was Family Matters. I did not know that's how that worked. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. I she had got no her own, idea. She got her own spinoff, and then it was immediately given to Al from Die Hard and Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Harriet Winslow. Uh, Man, so, I guess I also don't remember Perfect Strangers as well as I thought I did. I mean, if you remember Dance of Joy, that's all you need. Uh, yeah, that's gotten me through many, many <laughs> sad periods of my life. Right. So this week, uh, we are discussing... Oh, right, we're recording. Yeah, that's right. Remember, <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah, hell, now I am. <laughs> so this week, uh, once again, we are writing the zeitgeist several weeks too late. Uh, as we record right now, The Last Jedi is just opening in theaters nationwide. Uh, so we're finally going back to finish our run of Star Wars episodes by Woo. finally tackling... Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I will say, a little peek behind the curtain, I have been asking to do this since we started doing our Star Wars marathon. <laughs> and you all said, no, that's too much Star Wars. Yeah. And I said, tell it to Disney, suckers! <laughs> and we did, and so they bought Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Rogue One, uh, uh, written by one of the writers of American Pie, you're welcome for that, directed <laughs> by the director of the Godzilla remake. Uh, Not- I think this was actually technically directed by the Disney Lucasfilm Studio Group. <laughs> Valid point. It was directed by uh, note cards by focus groups. Um, Rogue One uh, begins like all Star Wars movies do. With a yellow crawl floating through space. Whoa! I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stop you right yeah, there. Yeah, I think it was just eagle-eyed eagle viewers will notice. What? If you look carefully, no, there's no yellow crawl. No, it's just what? the blue words. It just says in blue in a galaxy or a long, long time. That ago. doesn't make any sense. I distinctly remember yellow letters flying through space that said very obviously, <clears throat> "You can dance if you want to." You can leave your friends behind. Because... If your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, then... 
They are no friends of mine. I'm going to have to go ahead and confess something here, buddy. We made that happen on construction paper because you were in the corner weeping openly when this movie began with no crawl. Yeah. You said, how will I know? How will I know? But how will I know? Well, you're just going to have to watch the movie. he really loves me, (laughs) how will I know? He doesn't care. That's right. I just dropped a Whitney Houston on you. Fuck you! <laughs> All right, Rogue One begins uh, not with the customary yellow crawl. They took a little bit of a chance here, yeah. uh, maybe thinking that you know some dum dums like me wouldn't know the movie started. They were right. They were right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so many tears shed. Uh, big alligator tears, not crocodile tears. You can tell the snouts are different. Guys, <laughs> moving on. I mean, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, Rogue One begins uh, on the planet of... Uh, it's the uh, one with the green grass it's and a the big rocks. Ring, it's Ringworld? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, Ringworld from Halo. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, sure. So, yeah. so it starts on this planet. An Imperial shuttle uh, rolls up on it, and we see a young girl just running through the fields of uh, lush green grass to her tiny provincial home. Yeah, it's um, very, uh, very Bergman esque. Sure. Mm. Uh, Candace Bergen. Candace, <laughs> Candace Bergen? A, a no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember any secretaries getting fired in this movie. Again, eagle-eyed viewers. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is not a prequel to Murphy Brown. <laughs> A little girl running through the fields. Uh, She goes back to her tiny little farming home where her father and mother are frantically packing up their things. Leaving a perfectly good picture of blue milk. That the camera just strangely zooms in on as if to go, Memba? And here's what's (laughs) fucked up about that. There's no Banthas on this planet. That's Bantha milk. Where are the Banthas? What did you do to the Banthas? Mark, I need you to look me in the Could eyes. Have, like bought the bath the milk? No. Like a trading post? What trading post? Is it possible? How do now they hear get me supplies? out. Is it possible that while they were traveling, they came across a herd of banthas, killed too many to carry them all back, <laughs> and that's why there's no more left? Yeah. Yeah, and then as they were going closer to the planet, the uh, cabin train kept yelling, I want to do more hunting. Yeah. And then they came across a river, and they were like, should you ford the river? Fuck yeah! (laughs) Uh, Eagle-eyed listeners will note, we are making Oregon Trail references. Mm. And remember, when you're playing the Oregon Trail, always ford the river. And start as the banker. He has money. Also, name name your characters Poo-Poo so that Poo-Poo can die of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) Also, also, I disagree. Cock it and float. Oh, yeah, guy. if you want to lose an Axel, whatever. I hate Axel Rose, and I always want him out of my party. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Axel Rose a, a shithead. I do like Axel, the Mega Man boss from X3. Yeah. Ooh, yeah and, I mean, I do need him at the beginning of the campaign to just sing Paradise City over and over again, because it gets everybody jazzed up for where we're right. going. Sure. But by the fourth time, you're just fucking sick. Yeah, man. no, then it's time for that asshole to get dysentery. Yeah. Sure. It could have just been Axel Foley. Then we'd all be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from the the rampant the rampant uh, homo 
phobic stuff. Never mind. Axel oh, Foley's man. garbage, too. Yeah. Uh, don't revisit the 90s, guys. It was a terrible time for terrible people. Or the 80s. <laughs> right. For matter. Really? Uh, the 70s, too. Yeah. Uh, the past. Let's yeah. just say Let's all not. of the past. Uh, also, I also, hard disagree. I would go back to 2008 in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddies. What a grand time that was. <laughs> Uh, but right. I would go back to the last days of 2015 if I could, just to savor that flavor a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> All right, so uh, Rogue One, finally. Little girl, family, leaving. Bantha milk. Bantha milk. Controversial bantha milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Experts uh, disagree. Uh, they send Jin to go run off. Uh, That's the little girl. Yeah, Jin, Jin is the little girl. Uh, Jin Urso, her father Galen Urso, the wife Liana. Uh, they said Presumably the, also Urso, unless you took like a hyphenated last name. Sure, right. Yeah, of course. I or mean, maybe she kept her own. We don't know. Yeah, that's right. Very, yeah. very nice. That's good, John. Way to not, way to not make a, a an assumption yeah. based on that just because of her gender. Well, you right. know what happens when you assume. Yeah, it makes an ass out of you. No, you get candy, you dum-dum. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm what? assuming right now and I'm loaded oh, with candy. I gotta start assuming more. Right? Oh, man. I assume uh. Patrick's an asshole. No, oh, I got a bunch of root beer barrels. Oh, son of a bitch, <laughs> son of a bitch. I'll trade you for some of my uh, uh, soda pop tabs. <laughs> <laughs> you drop them in regular water and it becomes soda pop. I don't think that's true. <laughs> All right, so uh, this Imperial shuttle lands. Uh, Jin Urso running out into the fields. Uh, the wife hiding. Galen Urso comes out to meet Director Krennic, played by uh, Orson Krennic. Yes, Orson Krennic, played by the uh, amazing, amazing uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, the incomparable Ben Mendelsohn. Yes, of the of the Australian Mendelsohn. <laughs> what else did he ever do? Uh, he's in ba- he's in Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Okay. Uh, he is in a really cool uh, card like gambling movie with Ryan Reynolds called Mississippi Grind. Okay. Uh, that's really solid. Um, and then other great stuff. Uh, I guess several blood. several drunken interviews. Yes, <laughs> many drunken interviews. Boy. Uh, and apparently Bloodline on Netflix, which I have not seen, but is apparently fantastic. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's got Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights in it too. Oh, well, good for him. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, Bloodline McDark Knight Rises shows up and uh, he's all in white and he's an imperial guy and he's got his black stormtroopers, the death troopers, following closely behind and he confronts Galen Urso, played by uh, Hannibal's Mads Mickelson. Mad for Mads. Mad for Mads. Uh, he's my third favorite Mad sure. after uh, uh, Dr. Forrester and okay. TV's Frank. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what? I, I gotta say, I grew up on Pearl. So I, I've always got a soft spot for her. Sure, I understand that. I get it. Patrick, do you have a favorite Mad? Patrick is confused. Wasn't there a cat when I was a kid? M-A-D-D cats? <laughs> no, I, no. I think you're talking about Dr. Claw's cat. You're right. From Inspector Gadget. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Whose name I think was just Cat? I think Possibly? it's also safe to assume that yes, Patrick, when you were young, there were cats. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't That's a safe it. bet. I wish I could finish this uh, this 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 image in my head, but I don't. I can't do it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, uh, Derek Max. Max. Was there like a M A double X? Comic book character? You're thinking of TJ Maxx. Or The Max. Yes. 
Yeah? Definitely. Yeah. You're probably watching... From Liquid Television. Yeah, yeah I think I am. Okay. Yeah, there we All go. Right. That was well, always he's not my favorite head. Mad, though, because he's a Max. Right. Well, yeah. you, there's Mad Max and his Fury Road. Yeah. Sure. And his Thunderdome. Yeah. Uh, no, you gotta go beyond Thunderdome, but you know if you hit the Fury Road, you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we're, you're never in Gas Town. <laughs> we're like 10 minutes in. We haven't gotten... 30 seconds of this movie. <laughs> no, no, no. We got the part where the girl was running and there was All right. the Director Krennic. That's at least a minute and a half. Seriously. Director Krennic shows up and he uh, he wants Galen to come back to the Empire to finish work on their weapon, this weapon that they're designing. Galen tries to demure. He says, Oh, my wife's dead. I can't remember things. Let's not do this. And he's like, Nah, fuck that. Search the house. Then Man. the wife shows up and Krennic is. Just like, ha, I knew it. Bah! And then there's a bunch of shooting, and the little girl uh, runs away and hides in a rock. Uh, Forrest Whitaker comes and picks her up. Bald Forrest Whitaker uh, as uh, uh, Saw Guerrera. Yeah. Uh, one of the many amazing Star Wars names in this movie. <laughs> you know what's great is they actually they came up with this name uh, back in the Clone Wars TV series because he's actually from the Clone Wars. He's actually trained by Anakin Skywalker in his guerrilla warfare. Never comes back to bite him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it technically kind of doesn't, really. Right? It's... Pretty well contained. Yep. <laughs> so uh, the little girl is finally saved, and we uh, kind of jump forward uh, X number of years. Probably like around 10 Yeah. Judging yeah. by everyone's age. I'd say a little more, because she's a little bit less than 10, I feel like, and then she gets left when she's 16. But she's a little bit more than just your average rebel. I don't know. I was trying to come like up with 15, a little more or a little yeah. less kind of thing. All right, great. Know, like 15 years. Yeah. So, yeah, it jumps forward... Uh, uh, Let's just say a fortnight, but in years. Yeah. Uh, a fortnight of years. Yes. Uh, so that's what, like 60? I don't Something know like math. I don't know. I refuse to learn the metric system. Smart. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. So Deal. now we're uh, in the modern day of whatever's going on in Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jyn Erso, now as an adult, played by Felicity Jones. Uh, Guys, we promise we watched this movie. We really did. She's being held prisoner in a work camp. Yeah. Well, sorry, in a truck in a work camp. It's very important. It's a 10-wheeled truck. It's super cool. It's like the grave digger of Imperial Trucks. (laughs) Right. Um, not Bigfoot. Bigfoot overrated. Gravedigger, yeah. the real the champion. Shit. Love Gravedigger. Did Undertaker ever drive Gravedigger? Unfortunately, no. No. Oh, yeah. There was sadly no crossover. What about Undertaker. Paul Bearer? Did he ever ride the Gravedigger? No. no. You have to be like a really trained professional to drive the Gravedigger. Wasn't there like an actual Hulk Hogan monster truck though? Uh, yes. Yes, there yeah, absolutely, absolutely was. Did they ever yeah. ride the Dusty Roads? The American Dream? No. Guys, these solid are all reference. Yeah, no, solid reference. Yeah, solid reference. That was good. You're crushing it with the wrestling stuff. Oh, man. And Dusty Rhodes, that's like 60s era. Unless oh, you're no. actually referencing his kid, Dustin. Maybe? No. Uh, but it was definitely like mid to late 70s that Dusty Rhodes was wrestling in his prime. Uh, that might be true. He did die pretty young, though. But he is a great. he was a great fucking wrestler. Yeah. And right. a great announcer. WCW. Yeah. All right, guys. He was on. the Jim Ross of WCW. By God! <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, on the pla- on another planet somewhere uh, it, with a Blade Runner city, we meet. Uh, it's actually it's a really great city that doesn't get much of its due. It's kind of hard to tell when they're 
showing the establishing shot, but it's a city built between two asteroids that connects them to each other. Yeah, it makes it's it look real like, fucking like rad. a shake weight in space. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just watching those pounds roll off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we meet... Uh, space, you never look so good. What's your secret? Shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> I just use the jerk-off motion for the weights. <laughs> Whatever it's doing, Space, it's working for you. I don't like the way that you comment on my appearance like that. Sorry, you're right. I really should get to know you for the entity that you are. Thank you. Nah, I'm pretty sure there's nothing but a void in there. Behind that trim you fit can't out say there. That. You can't say that on TV, Patrick. About space? Oh. Nah, I'm saying it, man. Space, you're nothing inside. You're nothing. <laughs> You soulless prick. Okay, so we mean... Yeah, you know what? You guys turned me around. Fuck you, space. Uh, piece of and shit. you're 1999. All right, oh. so... So, uh, we meet Captain Cassian Andor, played by the... Oh, my man crush Diego Luna. Yeah. His beautiful uh, eyes. I was going to say he is specifically pay- played by the dreamy eyes of Diego oh. Luna. And the rest of the perfect human that surrounds those uh, eyes. He's a gorgeous, gorgeous he's man. He's a looker. Uh, so and his hair is always just tussled enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It never seems to get in his way. It never seems to, like, get in front of his eyes or anything. But it's never quite combed the way, you know, it's supposed to be. I.e., he's working real hard on it. <laughs> right. But you know what? Hey, that work shows. Mm-hmm. So Cassian Andor is a, a a sort of rebel spy kind of guy. He meets a little fella in an alleyway who's got a, a crippled arm, and he's like, "Oh, the he's got a hot tip." Yeah, he's got a hot tip for them. The the Empire is building a destructive weapon capable of destroying planets. Now, you and I, dear uh, listener, know this as the Death Star. We know this because Star Wars A New Hope, where the Death Star made its first appearance, came out in 1977. And this movie came out a year ago. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that this movie that we just watched... Mm-hmm. St- Star Wars Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Correct. Is a Star Wars prequel? Yes. You know what that means, you guys. It's time for one of John Rooney's patented Star Wars prequel minutes. You got minutes? We got prequels. Prequel minutes. That was actually a really good improvised jingle. Yeah, that's good. Where did you like think this up? Have you been working on that oh. jingle? Have you been like playing the piano to yourself? I'm like, guys, I need a prequel jingle. The topic of tonight's prequel <laughs> minute. There's actually a really good story to the prequels. Unfortunately, it is buried under very clunky dialogue. What's a Star Wars fan to do? Here's a hot tip for you, listeners. <laughs> Take your DVD slash Blu-ray 4K copy of the Star Wars prequels. Put the spoken language to a language that you don't speak and the subtitles to a language you do speak and pretend that it's poorly localized 90s anime. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, listeners! Oh, that's... That's a hot tip for everybody right. out there. Yeah, he's it's got prequels, he's got minutes. I think you'll enjoy the movies a lot more because yeah. there's some good stuff in there. That's yeah, if you're not listening to those people guys, those it's words. the hill I'm willing to die. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm a leftist loony. I believe in universal wages. I believe in single-payer health care. I have never been threatened with more physical violence than when I tell people, no, I kind of like the Star Wars prequels. No, fuck you, buddy. 
Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> this is why I can't have a social media presence. I'll be doxxed immediately. <laughs> right, no. Oh, John Rooney, that guy that likes the prequels? Uh, excuse me, SWAT team? There's a drug dealer at John Rooney's house. Go get him. Yeah, and he's <sighs> selling people the prequels. All right. You know the ones. All right, SWAT team, here's my card. Punch it one more and I get a free sub. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been your Star Wars prequel minute. Prequel minute. You got prequels. I got minutes. All right, so we're on this sweet little planet. It looks like Blade Runner. A guy eats some shrimp or something out of a He does eat shrimp. I saw that. Those are more, those are definitely prawns. All right, whatever. Let's just get through this. Yeah. <laughs> the one who decided the most important detail was what street food they're serving. John, in, in it is some in kind of all, prawn kebab. At this point, in all eight Star Wars movies that existed, how many people actually eat during the movie? Like four. Uh, Amidala eats that weird CGI pear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Jar Jar Binks tries to eat that frog thing until he realizes that money's a thing, and it completely destroys his socialist viewpoints. Correct. Yikes. Uh, there's that. Uh, uh, awkward dinner scene in New Hope where Luke wants to go to the Imperial Academy this year and his dad won't let him. It's his uncle. Uh, and then there's that uh, very awkward dinner scene in Empire Strikes Back where he's like, we would be glad if you joined us. Uh, I'm surprised you forgot about Jabba the Hutt just eating living creatures constantly. Uh, I don't view Jabba the Hutt as a uh, uh, worthy of discussion. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Huts aren't people. Whoa! Ooh. Controversial. Yikes. Go ahead and at me, you social justice warriors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Cassie Andor finds out about this. I am actually button. really disappointed in myself for forgetting that. And the Rancor technically eats people, too. Also and true. the Sarlacc eats people. Yeah. And definitely the Ewoks try to eat people, but they definitely eat something at some point, mm-hmm. right? Like some sure. fruits and nuts and yeah. berries. And don't they have that big party at the end where they're all dancing around a big fire? And but nobody eat? eats. They're just dancing. They're just right. dancing. Okay. Unless they're eating dead stormtroopers. We do see... Which they are. Yeah, we do see one of them playing a homemade drum set made out of stormtrooper helmets. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't even know. That have know. been tuned to yeah. play individual notes like a marimba. <laughs> you guys don't even know that no, Ewoks eating people is now canonical in uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny, the little short films that they put yeah. on uh, like YouTube and shit. There's one that takes place during Return of the Jedi where Princess Leia has to stop Ewoks from taking dead stormtroopers back to their pyre to cook and eat. All right. Why does she stop them? I mean, what are they going to do with the bodies? Bury them? All right. <laughs> what <on>. a waste. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Right, can we just move on? Do you guys think that there is someone? <laughs> There's got to be somebody in the current sequel trilogy timeline that has like a burnt up helmet of their stormtrooper grandfather. Who's <laughs> just like, come on, Grandpa, show me the dark side again. And they're like, weird force ghost is just like, aim around the person. <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa, you're the best. All right, so... This has been John Rudy's sequel minute. You got sequels, I got minutes. Oh, man, it's like practically the same words, so we can use it again. All right, so Cassie and Andor finds out about this thing. A couple <laughs> a couple stormtroopers uh, overhear what's going on, try and see what's happening, and Cassie and Andor fucking just blows them away, which causes more stormtroopers to uh, run over. Uh, his friend with the, the crippled arm is like, I can't climb this wall. He's like, don't worry, buddy. It's cool. And then he promptly shoots him in the kidney or something. Yeah, shoots him right and in the leaves back him to die. Yep. 
you can tell he feels a little bit bad about it. But uh, not that bad. About I couldn't it. tell that at all. I thought he felt fine. Uh, he lingers. He gives a, a lingering. Yeah, he's got look. a look on his on his beautiful face that says like. <laughs> I think I, you may have been distracted by the sparkles in his eyes. That is definitely. That's why true. you got to watch this movie a couple of times to really get what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's why I'm still having trouble trying to recount the plot. Apparently. Exactly. You know, if you if you put uh, Diego Luna's eyes on a language that you don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> but his subtitles on a one that you do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Cassie This has been a r- r- Rogue One Minute. You got Rogue One's <laughs> I got minutes. So, <laughs> Cassie and Andor uh, escapes these stormtroopers. Uh, Jin Erso now, again, on a uh, prison 10-wheeler, just cruising through the fucking... Doing some sweet mud spins. Yeah, yeah. man, it's cool. Uh, their uh, transport gets stopped by uh, the Rebel Alliance. Uh, it's a jailbreak. Jin tries to escape, and she's immediately fucking Undertaker-style chokeslammed by the uh, reprogrammed Imperial droid K2SO, played by the amazing Alan Tudyk. Yep. Uh, the best character in all of goddamn Star Wars. He's so great. He's pretty great. He's the closest we'll ever get to the uh, droid with a death wish. HK-47. Uh, from, from the uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic game. Um, <laughs> and Knights of the Old Republic 2. Of course, right. I'm, how could I forget uh, yeah. that broken, broken game? Uh, on that- Steam, you can download the uh, KOTOR 2 completion pack that actually uh, puts back in all the cu- content. Oh, cool. It took like 15 years. Good. Yeah. Excellent. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This has been your KOTOR minute. All right. All right. We're cutting all of these now. <laughs> no, I'm holding. Uh, they'll, they'll stay in so everyone knows who's responsible. Uh, <laughs> So the crimes can be documented. I'm hoping that I'm hoping eventually he makes his way to the John Rooney uh, 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 address minute, <laughs> where he actually gives away where he lives, so I know where to dox him at. Right. <laughs> so so uh, uh, Andor uh, and K2SO uh, save Jenner, so and take her back to the Rebel Alliance, who want to use her to find Saw Gerrera, the leader of a splinter group of uh, rebels uh, fighting against the Empire. Uh, There's something about the name Saw Gerrera that just feels racist, but I don't know against whom. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like a slur in a way. I guess for I don't me, know why. Saw Gerrera? Yeah. What, Saw? Saw. Saw. S-A-W. Yeah, yeah as in like cut, 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 Oh, cut. I thought it was Saul, like S-O-L. Like no. Better Call. Yeah, that nah. guy is. No. S-A-U-L. Man, if Bob Odenkirk shows up in these fucking <laughs> Star Wars movies, ten million stars out of five. <laughs> <laughs> but if David Cross shows up, negative 50. Ooh. Uh, oh, no, that guy's a piece of shit. Man. Yeah, it he's an out. asshole. Isn't it a shame? I mean, here's the thing. We always knew he was an asshole, but we thought he was like... That like Lovable. like your asshole friend yeah. that that would sit at your lunch table and like he'd make you laugh but you never wanted to hang out with him because right. like you knew that he was gonna talk shit about you next right yeah but then like it turned out like he was also like probably like racist. racist man um, tough break yeah my well, is from the south so I get it it makes sense yeah. <laughs> hey. Not everybody who's from the South is racist. That's not been my understanding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, Saw Guerrero, who's been given the last name of Cuban revolutionary Che Guevara for some reason. 
Oh, no, that's like, Guevara. Yeah. No, you're right. Not I think it's meant Guerrera. to. But I think it's, I think meant, it's meant to, to like evoke. evoke that. Right. I. It for me, it evokes Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could think about. All like, right. I want to uh, see a poor man's hurricane rana come out of best, this. Back to wrestling. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All I could think about was uh, at what point Saw Guerrero very consciously got the Don King haircut. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Though, I mean, if I could do that, I would. Right. Yeah. But let's face right. facts. Like, the fact that we were all a little bit jealous of Don King. The I think the tiara was a little too far. But, yeah, the, the basic haircut definitely holds up. Also, those, like, solid gold glasses. Sure. Mm. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Don King a, had style. He was a scumbag, too. Yep. Now, um, not any managed scumbags. So, uh, don't have heroes. Yeah, good point. So, uh, yeah, so they're going to use Jin, uh, who they know had uh, an association with Sagaro, to get within his good graces uh, so they can find Galen Erso, who is now back with the Empire and rebuilding this Death Star, so they can kill him. But they don't tell her that. They just think they want to help her lo- uh, help her locate them. So Mon Mothma and a guy with a mustache and another British guy who looks like Red Foreman if he was born with a stiff upper lip yep. um, send her them on their way uh, with K2SO and they go to the planet or the moon of, of Jeddah. Jeddah. Uh, which is not a Volkswagen car. It is nope. a moon, uh, which is where the Jedi Temple was. It or was a, a. It was like a very ancient Jedi Temple because right. we know that the site of the first Jedi Temple is Akto, which is the planet at the end of Force Awakens. Yes, home of the Porgs. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but this one is definitely like a very ancient. It's referred to frequently as the Holy City of Jedi. Right. Uh, it's it's clear that it's kind of like a Jerusalem Mecca kind of vibe to it oh okay that makes a lot of sense is that why Darth Vader at some point acknowledges it as the capital of the planet Uh, yeah and that's why he lays down his prayer mat to face Jeddah at least twice a day he is very devout okay cool I did not mean to equate the faith of Islam with (laughs) literal space Nazis yeah I know I was trying to equate Darth (laughs) Vader with with Donald Trump I get that I I was I was not so much yes anding as I was yes and also got it okay (laughs) good joke that I thought of while you were talking. Excellent. All right, I get it. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're on Jeddah now. Uh, What we know is that the Empire is taking out all of the kyber crystals from the planet. These are what will power the Death Star. Now, I just have a very quick question uh, to, I will say, the member of our podcast with the least amount of Star Wars experience. I just want to know if they made this clear at any point. What are the kyber crystals for, Patrick Bromley? Uh, what Mark said, they power the Death Star. What else do they power? Uh, you guys said lightsabers, but the movie didn't tell me. Okay, the movie did, but yeah. it's like real, like it's a real throwaway line. It's very esoteric, very yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, kyber crystals are the... As, as me, can I ask like how powerful are kyber crystals in comparison to dilithium crystals? No, but you can ask as Mark. Okay, as Mark, can I be told how powerful? Wow, I killer Mark! Right, <laughs> real good. I know it's like guys. A listening audience, we did not splice in Mark's audio later. That was done live, right? I know I'm good at this. Uh, kyber crystals and dilithium crystals, I think, are used for diametrically opposed purposes. Correct. Well, they both power things. Well, kind sort of. of. So the kyber See, crystals kind of focus yeah. the force. They the dilithium like, crystals contain the reaction. Right. Correct. Kyber yeah. crystals are more, in essence, like just uh, amped up prisms. 
Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Right. They're what's used to focus the... All the like, light powers. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, whereas dilithium crystals are just a fuel source. Yeah, well, they're so, kind of like an inhibitor for the massive reaction. Right. So, yeah. uh, Kyber crystals one, dilithium zero. Uh, Moving on. Uh, I don't think that's how it works uh, I think at it all. Is. Uh, I think it Let's is. not even get into this conversation. Okay. Bob. All right. You, uh, know, you can only go like one point something light speed. Warp power is light speed exponentially. Yeah, but we know. We but Star Wars never had to deal with a V'ger, so I think we win. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the worst for it. <laughs> Where are all the great bald people in Star Wars? Uh, I mean, except Vader. for Anakin at the end there. Lobot from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's true, Lobot. Uh Sometimes Saul Guerrero when he's not feeling fancy. Well, just in the beginning when he was young. Yeah, I would say Jabba the Hutt, but as we learned earlier... Yeah, he's not a person. Hutts are not people. I also assume that he's covered in very fine hair. Ew. (laughs) Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, you just can't really see it. There's just like a... Like the inside of your nose is covered in fine hair. What are you talking about, Patrick? No, it's to collect all the stuff that goes around. What is happening? I never knew it was so possible to be so angry at someone... (laughs) For having differing opinions on what Jabba feels like. <laughs> oh, okay, we have to go before I start fighting everybody. All right, so... Just saying, Jabba's covered in peach fuzz. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> then why would Salacious Crumb be so cuddled up with his tail? Because it's so soft like a peach. <laughs> Duh. As we all know, we all frequently sleep on peaches. I love uh, peaches. <laughs> I can eat a peach for hours. Uh, I mean, millions of peaches. Peaches come in a can. They're put there by a man. That can't be right. I don't know. Ask the presidents of the United States of America. That's what they told me. Dear President Trump, peaches in a can? Put there by a man? Sad. Uh, oh man, great 90s alt rock bullshit, guys. <laughs> right? uh, okay, all right, okay, all okay, right. Moving, moving. Okay, so we're on. I mean, Jetta. this is a really good movie that we all really <laughs> enjoy. Yeah, obviously, our ability to talk about it is not. We, we thought that we blew through 13th Warrior <laughs> <laughs> because it was so bad. Uh, okay, so we're on Jetta now. Um, K2SO is told to stay with the ship while Jin and Cassian uh, head into the city. Uh, while they're there, they run into two of our favorite characters from the original trilogy, those lovable scamps, uh, Ponda Boba and... Dr. Ivan? Evan? 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 I don't know. Who the I hell never actually people? liked... They're the ones who, uh, I'll be careful, you'll be dead! Um, I have a death sentence and 12 systems. Nice. Yeah, that the guy who gets his arm cut off by Obi-Wan in the cantina. They make a brief appearance by a homeless man's John C. Riley playing him. <laughs> um, uh, and a guy in a Ponda Boba mask that yeah. they bought at Party City yeah. uh, for some reason. <laughs> uh, while they're there, uh, a bunch of um, uh, Saw Gerrera's uh, Splinter Rebels attack the square and attack the stormtroopers there uh, in their tanks they are stealing kyber crystals then there's a bunch of other people who <laughs> just like grab the kyber crystals and they're literally going like kyber 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 <laughs> kyber like yeah. they're kyber junkies like yeah. you can like grind it up grind and it up snort and snort it. it no guys they're pokemon I don't know what that means. That's how they talk. Kyber, 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 Kyber. Pikachu. <laughs> Charmander. Is that true? Is the p- 
Pokemon only can yeah, say their Pokemon name. Pokemon language is their name. Yeah. And other people can understand this? Yes. Yes. And other Pokemon can understand it too. Pikachu? There's a whole episode where one Pikachu talks to another Pikachu. They get into a slap fight for reasons that I'm not sure about. Right. It's a thing. And they yeah. both say just the word Pikachu at each other? Sometimes they say Pika. Pika. Uh-huh. Pika. Pika. Pikachu. But yeah. they never just say Chew on its own? No. no. That's... A, you can't say that, buddy. That's their That's word. That's their word. Definitely. <laughs> oh, okay. Definitely. Yeah. I don't... You're making me hate Pokemon more. Like, up until this point, I was mostly <laughs> ambivalent to it. What are you talking about? Pikachu's the best Smash Brothers character. Oh, Ness is the best Smash Brothers what? character. Fuck you Ness. Fuck Ness. Who's Pikachu? Ness from Earthbound? He has oh. shitty powers. He's really He's got Psy powers and a yo-yo, and if oh, you learn to play him, God. you can final smash, final destination, no items, I challenge you. <laughs> Let's do this, actually. This has been your Smash Brothers Minute. <laughs> Damn it, John. No more jingles. So, the <laughs> Rebels attack... <laughs> Uh, there's like a, it's like a, it's a pretty awesome action yeah, sequence. Yeah, it's a pretty actually. great city it's, fight. Uh, it's very much like it's a very different style uh, of of uh, action that we're used to in a Star Wars universe. This is more like guerrilla style, like street yeah, warfare. It's like urban yeah, warfare. Yeah, there's fucking throwing grenades all over the place and you know, laser blasters all over. Uh, Jin Erso, uh, she briefly met a blind man by the name of Tyrrell, I think is his name. I only know him as Donnie Yen, the yeah. greatest living actor. Right. right. And I believe they call him Ip Man. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Alright. So Ip, she meets Something Ip about she a baby elephant, Man. I think. Yeah. 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 He's a Jedi. He invented Wing Chun. But he's not he's a not Jedi. He's not a Jedi. He is a uh, guardian of the wills. Right. What does that mean? So there's a book called uh, The, the Journal, Journal of, of the, the wills. wills, which is basically like a super important Jedi text. Uh, it was also originally the name of the Star Wars movie was going to be uh, The Journey of Luke Starkiller. Star as told by the Journal of the Wills, Chapter 1 of the Star Wars. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, then Lucas's cocaine wore off. Yep. And he looked at the page that he had written and to his horror scratched out every single word. <laughs> I'd like to think that more likely what happened was Lucas took more cocaine, OD'd, <laughs> then, then and it just comes back no, around. And then Marsha Lucas showed up and was like, I am erasing this shit. Because <laughs> she erased everything else that was garbage in that that movie oh, she man. saved him <laughs> if you want to give credit to anybody for making the first Star Wars movie yeah. work give it to Marshall Lucas she is profoundly unsung she yeah. is uh, one of the uh, she's kind of left out of a lot of official Star Wars history because she eventually divorced George during right. the making of Return of the Jedi uh, but yeah she was an editor she was Martin Scorsese's editor mm-hmm. uh, and was just like while she was editing I think what was it uh, Mean Streets Probably. Uh, Lucas was making Star Wars, and she's like, oh, honey, no. Honey, no. A movie goes like this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, uh, there's this big fight. Uh, It's pretty awesome. Uh, We... uh, uh, then Saw Guerrero's uh, uh, rebels, his goons, his goons. He, they they take Jin and Cassian and K two uh, with them. We get to see a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, Donnie N does a bunch of sweet fucking like bow staff shit and yeah, knocks yeah. out a bunch Whoops. of. Yeah, he's a blind. He's like a blind spiritual monk, right? And, and, and then protected like, by his uh, t- 
total husband. His total yeah. husband who wears a wet dry vac on his back with a <laughs> chain gun attached to it and just murders the shit up people yeah. and it's awesome. And like, forget about, you know, Han and Leia. Forget about Lando and Leia. The, on- <clears throat> the only love story in all of Star Wars is between these two humans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never have I seen such a perfectly, beautifully realized relationship in really any sci-fi movie than the pure, unadulterated love these two humans have for each other. Absolutely. It is That's beautiful. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Um, uh, Donnie Yen, uh, as I, I'm pretty sure his name is Tyrrell. And I, I, I think it is Tyrrell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, I, right. and I wanted to think it wasn't because that's also there's also Chief Tyrrell from Battlestar Galactica yes. and I didn't want to get those confused because Chief was a fucking Cylon and it was a whole big thing dude spoilers there's Seriously. Cylons in Battlestar Galactica <laughs> yeah yeah that can't be oh man well and there goes my need to see that TV show you know what's even crazier at what's the that? end the Cylons and the humans fuck and that's how they made us people what yeah, that's absolutely true. Actually, they fucked cavemen, I'm pretty sure. If I watched the ending of that show correctly, <laughs> they found cavemen and they just fucked cavemen. Well, well, and that's how they made us. Well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. How does the Dharma Initiative factor into this? Uh, Polar bears. Okay, from the Hanzo Corporation. Correct. Okay, I'm on. I'm yep. caught up. Right. Since we did made. <laughs> so, so uh, they take them back to Saw Gerrera's hideout. Meanwhile, at Saw Gerrera's hideout, there is an Imperial pilot who has defected. His name is Bodhi. No, he's not uh, Patrick Swayze from fucking Point Break. No, he totally is, though. Oh. He's definitely running on island time, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and his best friend is a former college quarterback turned FBI agent. So. And I, I like Bodhi. I like what the performer does with the character. I hate... Riz Ahmed yeah. is the actor. I, I despise the weird plot cul-de-sac this movie takes with the giant psychic slug and Bodhi. Yeah, for Which a... doesn't give us anything. No. Right? For a moment... Like, basically, they, they he he's a, a def, he's an Imperial pilot who defects... Galen Erso sent him. He has a message for Saw Gerrera to get to Jyn Erso to get to the Rebellion that the Death Star has a weakness that Galen Erso has put in there. Nobody believes him. And so to prove that he's a liar, they attach him to uh, cut to the weird Dune brain monster that lives in a jar. Yeah. Cut back to Star Wars and tentacle attaches to Riz Ahmed's head. Cut back to Dune and someone goes, ooh, spies! <laughs> cut back to yeah. Star Wars. True. Uh, and he goes... Uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker in his inexplicable weird accent it's is with, just, it's a uh, Witkarian is the dialect okay yeah sure yeah. Uh, with his weird accent just saying like oh uh, this monster will eat your brain but I'll know if you're lying or not but it drives people crazy but then immediately when it's done but it doesn't it doesn't drive no. him crazy he's fine it, like he's he gets, he's, a, he gets a stutter for like five minutes yeah. but he had the stutter before when he was being captured by Saw Gerrera's right. was no that was a nervous stutter right this is a medical stutter they're different <laughs> Jesus Christ dear post Lucas Star Wars you guys are fine you're doing a perfectly fine job However, I have noticed every time you use a slug tentacle monster, be they wrath tars or weird psychic tentacle gross monsters, it inevitably hurts the movie. <laughs> Anytime you see one of your very talented screenwriters typing, and then a giant slug monster, you have my permission to take your ruler and snap it across their knuckles <laughs> because they're about to write 
30 seconds of garbage that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie and fucks up the pacing. Yeah, so make like the Penguin and Blues Brothers and hit the shit out of them. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, they finally... Uh, I they... think you're thinking of Happy Feet. Oh, I am definitely thinking of Blues Brothers, believe me. I have not, I will refuse to watch Happy Feet until I it's get It's George see... Miller's I best know. movie. It is not Babe 2, Pig in the City. <laughs> so, uh, it has a lot of very uh, interesting things to say about BDSM culture. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Actually. It's, it's a very, like, provi- uh, progressive movie in a lot of it, ways. It strangely is. Also superior to Babe 1. There, I said it. Finally. Someone did. <laughs> Someone had the bravery to step forward, and that's me. Where's my medal? No medal? Fuck you. Moving on. Take that, Babe fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I mean, it's just Charlotte's Web for dummies, so let's right. move on. Um... <laughs> So uh, we, Jin Erso, and they're all taken captive uh, by Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera and Jin have a little uh, a meeting. Yeah. A little, they're, what do you call it? Uh, reunited. Reunion. And they take the radical step of instead of slug monstering everybody, they just play the hologram that he brought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they play the hologram. Uh, Saw is initially uh, wary of Jin, thinking it's maybe a trap by the rebels. Uh, to uh, get him out of the way because he's causing them trouble. But then he realizes when he sees the hologram that Galen Urso explains that, hey, what's up, baby girl? I haven't seen you in a long time. Sorry, I've been uh, working for the Empire. But I built this Death Star. It can blow up planets. But I put a poison pill in there. I put a jalapeno in the candy dish. Basically, as long as you shoot into this one exhaust No, it's not even that. It's I put a weakness in it. And it's up to you to find out what that weakness is. (laughs) Tune in next week to Little Orphan Annie. Find out. Uh, So yeah, she has to go to the... uh, It is one of those plots that could very easily have wrapped up about an hour early if people just said the things they know. Right, yeah. Uh, so they have to go to the... Uh, right, her and the gang, they pile into the mystery machine and yeah. they're looking for the answers. They gotta right? go look for the hard drive that has the plans to the Death Star. But, and they have to do this really, really quickly because the Death Star just fired at Jetta City. Right. Yeah, said Death Star is uh, part of an imperial political play as well as we see the PlayStation 4 cutscene version of Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. I mean, I'm, thank you for saying PlayStation 4. Oh, it's excellent. It's, it's just really not mean. quite there yet. But he's not. He doesn't move like a person. Yeah. yeah, well, he moves like a person. It's just because they have like a real actor and they just digitally replace the face. And it looks amazing. It looks perfect until he starts to speak. And then the lips just look really bizarre. Yeah, the lips have like a like a Zo- Dr. Zoidberg like yeah. thing moving. <laughs> so like if talking. you treat if you treat it like a special effect like it is, like, you know, Yoda's lips look fucking weird because he's a dumb special effects puppet. So like if you just take it at that, it's fine and perfect. But if you're trying to look at it as the way the movie wants to fool you into thinking that Peter Cushing came back to life for one last roll. <laughs> one last lick of that brass Star Wars ring and then I'm out. Yeah, so... It, it doesn't work. It does not. So yeah, Grand Moff Targan, uh, played by the digital ghost of Peter Cushing <laughs> uh, and the voice of a guy. Uh, I will say, whoever did the voice did an uncanny job. It is yeah. really spot on. Um, and then he and Krennic are kind of like in a like kind of butting heads within the Imperial uh, hierarchy. They're both essentially trying to take credit for the Death Star. Right. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin says, well, it was my idea to build it. 
Uh, he is the one who kind of uh, started the Death Star initiative at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Right. Uh, but Krennic, is, Krennic the is the one who did all the grunt work, who right. actually like, built the goddamn sure. Death Star. So as a test, they focus it on the Holy City in Jeddah uh, and obliterate it. And they fire it with a single core, so it's like it's not a full test of the capabilities of the weapon. It's just like a little tiny fraction of what right. the weapon could yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, and I get my favorite sound effect in Star Wars, the <laughs> So great. Um, you get it in spades in this movie. It's so many times you and I love it. You get the biggest, slowest mushroom cra- cloud I've yeah. ever seen. It is fantastic. It's uh, huge. The uh, Jin and Cassian and the two uh, Guardians of the Quills uh, take Bodhi the pilot and they escape from Sagarera's compound, uh, leaving Sagarera to uh, heroically sacrifice he says, himself. He says he's done running and he seems to like stand against the giant shockwave of destruction as if he's like taking a bullet for someone. Sure. But like, no, dude. He's you're just, you're just dying. Yeah. yeah, he's just tired and old. Yep. Yeah, he does have one robot leg and a Darth Vader breathing mask. Yeah. So like, he's seen his fair share. He's in pretty shit. tough shape. To yeah. Be honest with you. So now we cut back. Now it's at the the rebel base on Yavin Four. Yeah. Uh, last seen in 1977, basically, um, or myriad re-releases. Um, <laughs> they come in, and basically the Rebel Alliance is like. Look, we need you to go to Edu, which is the planet or the moon or wherever it is where this installation is. Uh, and you're going to go with them, Jin. All right. Yeah, they got to go to Edu because that's where Galen Erso and his scientists are. So the plan, Jin thinks they're going to extract Galen Erso to testify against the Senate and say, Hey, guys, Empire's building this thing called the Death Star. It's real fucked up. We got to, like, make it not happen. We still kind of have political power in the Senate. Uh, but we know, the audience, that uh, uh, Cassian has orders to kill Galen Erso because he, you know, who knows what other weapons this man is capable of creating for the Empire. Correct. So off to Edu they go. Uh, when they get there <clears throat> with their small team, uh, Cassian takes uh, Bodhi with him because Bodhi's a former a former Imperial, knows his way around this outpost was where he worked. So they go and kind of like scout things around while uh, uh, Cassian brings his sniper rifle. Jin is uh, obviously un- uh, does not trust Cassian um, and then goes off to... Well, Donnie Yen says, you know, uh, does Cassian have the face of a killer because the force is moving around him darkly as like one someone. who will kill. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, Jin runs out and then Donnie Yen runs out. Yeah, it's one of those classic like everybody wait here while I go take care of this thing and then everybody's like nah man fuck waiting here right yeah. uh, leaving uh, K2SO to be in the ship alone just saying like well if they don't come back I'm leaving without them right yeah uh, d- d- uh, uh Cassian uh <laughs> good boss ass thank you yeah. <laughs> uh Cassian uh lines up his shot while Krennic and Galen are speaking Krennic has showed up he knows there's been a leak from the outpost uh, and he's gonna. He threatens to murder Galen's engineers until Galen steps forward and says, "No, it was me. I did the leak. I'm Deep Throat." Um, and so they kill his engineers, anyways, because Krennic is a badass, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you Cassian, can tell by the white cape. Yeah. yeah. Cassian does not shoot. Uh, instead, he. Yeah, Cassian has a change of heart. Right. And then Jin all of a sudden shows up on this platform. The rebels are inbound, and shit goes 
crazy. A couple X-Wings drop some proton torpedoes. I know there's a couple of... The X-Wings are flying interference against the TIE Fighters. There's like one or two Y-Wings that have the bombs. They do a bombing run on the The landing pad. Which kills uh, Galen Urso. Yeah, and also a bunch of Stormtroopers and almost Krennic and almost Jin. Jin. Uh, Jin is able to share one last brief moment with her father... Uh, where he recognizes her and finally gets to see her after 10 to 15 or like 20 years. We don't know how long it's been, but a long time. <laughs> right. Um, he finally gets to see her. Uh, he calls her Stardust again. Uh, and he's like, there's so many things I wanted to tell you. Dad. <laughs> and it's, yeah. oh, it's heartbreaking for Jin. Oh, it's so sad. I have to tell you, there's so many things. Okay, start with the most important first. Use whiskey stones instead of ice so it doesn't water down your drink. Oh, okay, what else? When you make iced coffee, make your ice cubes out of coffee so it doesn't water down your coffee. Papa, I love you and I've missed you so much. Can we move away from, like, melting ice and beverages? I think I got it. Make sure... Okay. You heat up the pan before you add the oil. Right. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say. Only use a silicone spatula in a nonstick pan. Well, again, I, I'm an adult. When I know you these cook things. meat in a stainless steel pot. Yes, Papa. Don't clean out the fond. Use it to make a tasty <laughs> pan sauce. Papa, I've been throwing away the fond. I've let you down. When heating up leftover pizza, use your toaster oven. Papa, when he Papa, up, you never got me a toaster oven. Papa, no! When heating up leftover pasta or rice, put a small mug or cup of water in the microwave with it. That will stop it from drying. And then he dies. Yeah. And then he dies. Yeah. Uh, then I he, mean, yeah. he got a lot of important stuff out. Correct, yeah. Right? It's yeah. all culinary related, but very. still very but, important. And it's very important. Uh, the Ursos are big eaters. Yeah, they're, they're foodies. foodies. Yeah, right, for sure. Right. Um, they go back That's to that. That's why they imported that bantha milk <laughs> even when they were hiding out. <laughs> right. And they Dude. didn't tell you, but they're totally running like a, a totally organic farm. Oh, they would have to be. Yeah. 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 So uh, they leave Edu now uh, knowing that... The plans are on Scarif, the Imperial uh, military complex. They try to convince the rebels to strike now. Unfortunately, they will not do so. Um, they don't want to take the word of Jin because they don't have any real proof. Jin tries to lead a rousing, uh, inspirational speech. And she's, she's like, rebellions are built on hope. And they're like, there's no hope. Shut up. We're leaving now. Bye. Bye. And that's basically yeah. how it goes yeah. down. And then she's all like, oh. And so then a bunch of rebels get together and they decide we're going to steal a fucking... Dis- uh, they had stolen an Imperial shuttle on uh, Edu and now they're going to steal this shuttle from the rebels and take it to Scarif and fuck shit up. Yeah. Uh, and they do. That's yeah, what they do. Pretty much. So they go to Scarif with the intentions of stealing the Death Star plans and transmitting them back to the Republic. Right. Uh, but it turns out that the Death Star plans are in the eye of Sauron. Yeah, yeah, they're in the Tower of uh, Mordor there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're in the Prison of the Abyss. Right. Yep. So uh, when they get there, they have to do uh, they have to use their small numbers to their advantage and strike in secret. Yeah. So they use guerrilla warfare to spread out and set uh, uh, explosive charges all over different like docking bays of 
the island area there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there is, uh, the entire planet uh, has a shield around it, not unlike the second Death Star. Correct. Uh, and the shield has just like a very small opening uh, so that ships can get back and forth. Right. But if the shield is closed, then no transmissions can get out. Right and now no the shield... ships can get in. Exactly. Right now the shield is open because nothing, nothing weird's going on. We're all fine. Right. So a scanning crew comes aboard their Imperial shuttle and just like in New Hope and every other movie where bad guys walk into an enclosed space and our heroes are hiding, they're beaten up and have their stole- clothes stolen. Yeah, they do. Uh, and their clothes perfectly fit our heroes. Always. No problem. Always. Uh, nobody notices how the commander of this Imperial scanning force now has a mustache when before he was clean shaven and is now Mexican instead yeah. of British right uh, they don't notice that the the scanning pilot person went from a huge like a person like a like a, a tall man to a short woman um, and how the droid has different color patches on its arms yeah because here's the thing if you try to point that out and you're wrong Ooh, you point. look like an asshole yeah. good point uh, well like, done oh, I forgot that you work here now yeah the uh, entire empire is built on if you see something shut the fuck up because you're <laughs> probably stupid and wrong right and you don't want to rock the boat the last <laughs> thing you want to do is get uh, fake choked to death. Sure. That's true. That's how the CTA works, too. Right? Uh, so anyways... Uh, I assume I'll get off before the bomb goes off. Do, wait, what do you mean you'll get off? <laughs> off the train. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, see, I was going to say, I assume that I will be able to get off the train before the homeless man making intense eye contact while shitting himself <laughs> finishes long enough to scream some racial slurs in my face. Uh, oh, you take the red line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's tough. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, for all our non-Chicago listeners, that's pretty specific. Come visit. Ride the red line. You'll no, see. No, no, no. Take the Clark bus. <laughs> uh, It'll take s- a little longer, but do it. Is I mean, the, the official uh, CTA logo or uh, slogan is, hey, we're better than fucking New York's Metro. True. <laughs> <laughs> Right? There's uh, no numbers and letters here. To be fair, I think most of Chicago's con- slogans are "Suck my dick, New York." Right? <laughs> Our trains only occasionally break down inside of tunnels instead of constantly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they uh, the the war begins on Scarif, and it. Oh yeah. This final sequence is uh, pretty dope. Amazing. Probably yeah. one of the best uh, action sequences in Star Wars Certainly. history. To borrow a phrase. A wall-to-wall action. That's Whoa. right. Uh, the rebel fleet decides, you know what? Uh, we realized that they, that Jenerso was right. We're going to get uh, Admiral Akbar's weird... Understudy? Uh, his, like, weird uh, uh, Winston Churchill cousin yeah. to come in and yeah. lead well, the charge. He, well, he actually he leaves without some. telling anybody. Yeah, he's yeah. And then when they, when they try to find him, they're like, nah, Admiral Raddus is already there. And then Mom Mothma's like... Smile, ma. Yeah, right? She's like turned on. She's like, yeah, Word. she's just like, I knew it. I love that little fish man. Yeah. Uh, this is also where the movie goes into high gear, setting things up for the beginning of New Hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. see uh, Bill Organa is on Yavin 4, and he says, uh, uh, Mon Mothma pulls him aside and says, Hey, you know that uh, Jedi friend of yours? Oh, the one that's in exile? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Maybe you could uh, go pick him up since shit's about to get fucking real. And he's like, that's a good idea. I'll send someone that I trust with my life who is also a woman. I wonder who that could be. I don't know because I haven't seen Star Wars A New Hope. 
<laughs> yeah, because it happens later. Right? We'll catch up. Exactly. Right. And yeah. so, uh, meanwhile, Jin and Cassian and K2 uh, break into this Imperial installment uh, with a nifty use of Robocop hacking spikes and just straight up punching of stormtroopers. Fuck yeah. They're able to find their way into the control room that has all of the plans, uh, uh, which is in a giant column in a pit, the pit that is featured in all Imperial Seriously. buildings. Seriously. Fucking uh, those people love shafts. Yeah, and yeah, big, big, throbbing <laughs> shafts. Yeah, the empire is full of dicks. We oh, know this. God. Yeah, we got this. And it's, just just like, it's just like every Seagull movie, <laughs> yeah. right? Where the boat is making sweet love to itself yeah. in various places. <laughs> yeah, the empire is all about big, deep, dark shafts. <laughs> um, so all of the uh, Imperial weapon schematics are all under code names, so they can't just search for Death Star. They have to, like, go through and try to find, like, what did they name it? Did they name it Darksaber? Did they name it this? Did they name it that? Wait a minute, one of the projects is called a Stardust. What? And Cassian says, how do you know that is you? She goes, because it's me. Or something like that. I yeah, how do you up. know that that's the name of the Death Star? Yeah. Because Stardust is me. That's right, Austin. It was me all <laughs> along. And she takes off her hood and she's the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes... Uh, and she fires one half of a core and blows up his heart. Uh, so they, uh, meanwhile, correct- <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a beautiful Star Wars Valentine. <laughs> uh, so, hey, sweetie, you fired one of your seven cores and blew up my heart. <laughs> so uh, Krennic now is alerted to the uh, arrival of rebels because outside they've blown the shit the out of things. The ship's blowing up. Yeah, and they are like. Sneaking around and just having an, like a protracted firefight with a, a a series of different kinds. Yeah. You got stormtroopers, scout troopers, uh, like forest troopers. Adats. They are not adats. They get adats. They are ATCTs, all terrain cargo transport. You can tell because they got yellow bellies. Orange. Orange containment units. Adats. They're like big. They're like big imperial creatures. They're also not scout troopers. They're shore troopers. Oh, they got the scout trooper masks. Yeah, but they're like weird. They're like weird uh, smoker nicotine tinge. Yeah, I like that actually. Like uh, this is like your grandma's wallpaper. That's what we made their suits out of. It's just, they're made out of, like, old linoleum. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they didn't get the sealant on no, it. And that's what really gets well, you in the end. Right. You don't get that true coat. You get oxidation. You're looking at a heck more than 305. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. That's great. Uh, well, uh, yeah, sign me up for all that. Is there anything else I should add? Oh, well, you should definitely get the premium package, yeah? Oh, what's the, what's included in the it premium package? It comes with some Pepperidge Farm cookies. Because I just... I, <laughs> I went from William H. Macy in the film Fargo... To some strange old-timey farmer. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> you got any Chesapeake's on you? I don't know. I seem to be a creature of morphic size. <laughs> I guess I prove that there's a soul because I still believe that I'm a singular entity despite the fact that my body radically changes with no warning. <laughs> now a macho man, Randy Savage, coming at bone size ready etc okay <laughs> listeners write in your own ending to that <laughs> <laughs> Bit. 
Uh, so uh, Jin and uh, Cassian make their way to the claw machine that has all the things. Uh, uh, the, uh, above in space, they have closed the shield. Closed. So right. they, they can't get a transmission out. However, several of the rebels have gotten through the shield uh, and now we're fighting. Uh, there's also like uh, some X, X-Wings yeah, flying around. So you got inside. full three dimensions of war. There. Yeah, there's space and then air and then land. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. The space battle going on above the planet is phenomenal. We get a sweet little cameo from Red Leader from New yeah. Hope. Uh, a couple of the of the yeah. Reds from New yeah. Hope from uh, using ingeniously uh, cleaning up footage that was cut out of A New Hope. Right. They, they yeah. still had some of those deleted scenes so they kind of spliced it in where applicable. Yeah, and so uh, that's all going on. They're trying to figure out a way to get through the shield. Meanwhile, uh, K2SO uh, holds off stormtroopers and Imperial officers as long as he can. But finally, he heroically dies while locking the vault, letting them know that if they get the, to the top of the tower and open the shield, they can transmit the plans uh, to the rebels and everything will be okay. And then he is shot to shit and is the saddest, it's the saddest death yeah. of the yeah, movie. No, it's, it's a robot. Sad. Yeah. But, but you, it's Alan Tudyk. Right. Sure, and you're like, oh, wash. <laughs> and you're still like, you're still hurting from yeah. Serenity when right. he takes a ship to the chest. <laughs> in, like in mid joke. Yeah. He dies mid joke. Oh. <laughs> um, I'll never forgive Joss Whedon for that. Uh, I'll never forgive him for being kind of a shithead to his wife for 15 Let's years. Let's just not list the many things we're not going to forgive Joss Whedon for. I mean, really, for me, it's just the two. And, you know, season two of Dollhouse kind of sucked. <laughs> you haven't even seen season That's one bad. of Dollhouse. That's right. right. Um, uh, season one picks up about midway through when they completely jettison all the dumb plans that they've been trying to lay siege to and just go crazy. Well, season one picks up when they stop trying to make it the Eliza Dushku dresses as a slut this all, Yeah, like, look at all the acting skills of Eliza. She can play whatever character we want. It's like, uh, guys, I got news for you. She's talented. She's not a chameleon. Well, they just keep putting her in, like, bikinis and, like, like push-up bras yeah. for, like, the first ten episodes. And it's just like, I get it, like... But do they hell have to be prostitutes? Can't they just... But that's the thing. The show goes super out of its way in those first episodes to say, oh, no, the clients don't want to do anything sexual with her. She's not a prostitute. She's just human sport. Yeah, what? right? <laughs> there is an episode where she is... She's hired... She is the most dangerous and she is, game. Yeah, and she is, like, hunted down by a guy. I'm sorry, uh, you may not know uh, Most Dangerous Game. You no, may, I do know Most Dangerous You may game. know the famous motion picture that is based on the Most Dangerous Game... John Leguizamo's The Pest. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Nice. Also true. Very true. Uh, Starring Jeffrey Jones as the guy trying to kill the pest. Yep. Also, another person I can never forgive. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Uh, So, uh, Krennic and his... Krennic and his uh, uh, guards show up. Uh, they get at, they shoot Cassian. Cassian falls off onto a catwalk, but but Jin is able to retrieve the plans and climb her way up to the top of this tower, uh, while Krennic and his cronies give chase. Uh, meanwhile, the rebels are still fiercely battling yeah, up in space. Uh, you can tell that they have read the art of war because they come up with the ingenious tactic of. What if we rammed some fucking ships into the Star Destroyer? 
And sure enough, it works. Yeah. They fire some fucking it ion. Really well. They fire some ion cannons into a star destroyer to get its uh, shields down. It collapses. And disables into a, their engines. Yeah. So and then can. and then it crashes into another star destroyer. Then they take a hammerhead corvette, a ship apparently whose sole purpose is just to slam into other ships yeah. and then crank up the fucking jets. Yeah. Uh, and shove it. Into another ship that smashes through the shield gate yeah. that opens the shield. It's yeah, they, fucking awesome. They yeah. cut the 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 one star destroyer rams into the other star destroyer, kind of like cutting it horizontally as if it tried to go under a low clearance bridge. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's uh. like I really believe that what they did to make the space battles is they put together a bunch of Lego. Right. <laughs> and then they're just like, we'll just put the fucking computer graphics on top of this cool thing I did with my Lego. Hmm. I, I, I'm all right with That's that. That's a fair way to do it. Because it worked for this movie. Yeah. It right. worked. So the Star Destroyers now, uh, like uh, like during the Death Star Battle of Return of the Jedi, they crash into the shield generator. And yep. the shield is down. Yeah. Right. But then... The Death Star shows up. Yes. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, seeing that the day uh, and that Scarif is probably lost to the rebels, especially now that they know the location of their interior military base, they're like, well, fuck it. Crank up that star. Crank up the Death Star. Give me, give me one core. Let's knock that shit out. Yeah. And they start getting ready to blow it up. Uh, Krennic confronts Jenner, so on the top of the tower, she's trying to send the plans. Uh, she sends the plans, but it can't quite get through. The shield hasn't gone down yet. Uh, Krennic is like, no one's heard it. All you've done has cost me time. My back! Uh, <laughs> it's and, been shot into! Yeah. Uh, and there's Cassian Andor, somehow still alive. Uh, That's probably like uh, I I really enjoyed this movie except for that part. I was really gets, angry that he's still alive because he, he bounces off of I beams of, on his yeah, way down. He bounces off of them like Homer Simpson jumping the gorge. Man, he's <laughs> brutal. I mean, I will say in its defense, he looks like he's going through a lot of internal bleeding, and even without a Death Star explosion, he probably would not have survived this battle. <laughs> Correct. So they, they, she shoots Krennic, the shield gets blowed up, the plans get transmitted to Admiral Akbar's Winston Churchill understudy. Yeah. Uh, Jin and Cassian make their way down, the Death Star fires on the planet. Uh, meanwhile, all of our other rebel friends who are on the beach bite it. Yeah, they're, the dirty, yeah. they're all killed. Yeah, yeah so uh, Riz Ahmed's Bodhi, uh, he manages to get the communications all set up with a master switch. Uh, he Only gets to get blown grenaded. up. Yeah, he gets grenaded to death. Uh, yeah, you gotta check your corners. There's always some yep. asshole with a grenade. Donnie Yen manages to turn on the comm link power button. And yeah, then the gets, master uh, switch. Like, bombed. By, by, praying, uh, by praying by praying to, to the, the force. force. Uh, I am one with the force. The force is with me. He is able to blindly walk through crossfire, intense crossfire. Crossfire! You'll get caught up in the crossfire. I don't know any more words. Crossfire! Uh, crossfire by Mattel. Uh, so that's totally rad. Yeah, it's pretty dope. <laughs> that's tubular. So uh, I used to have a really sweet game of Crossfire, but then I dropped my gak on it and it got all in the gums, uh, and I could never get it to work right again. I used to love that game until John Stewart came to my house and made me feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That is the deepest of <laughs> references ever. That 
That joke hit me like in that Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movie where it goes into like slow mo time. <laughs> where you like, you see the impact and then the frame freezes <laughs> and then you see the follow through. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, uh, the the planet the planet of Scarif is highly damaged. Um, all du- of our all of our heroes die. Yeah, Dunian's, Dunian's husband with the wet dryback gun yeah. uh, heroically uh, fucking just goes fucking Bill Duke and Predator Patrick said yeah. and Duke. just murders a bunch of stormtroopers uh, the and death troopers yeah. he wipes out the entire squad of death troopers right. like six or eight of them except one of them yeah. bastards has one of those grenades yeah. and it yeah. goes off even though he got shot uh, where he dies looking forlornly at his at his friend at his, at his lover and they they, they blow up uh, all the other rebels die. Jin and 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 Cassian sit on the beach and watch the explosion come at them yeah. like an intense sunrise. Well, like like Leone and her dad at the end of Deep Impact. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Yes. <laughs> if I'm going out in a wall of fire, I'm gonna fucking enjoy it, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, but meanwhile, the rebel fleet—they have the plans. They're gonna make the jump to light speed. They're gonna get away when all of a sudden, what comes out of light speed? But Darth Vader's Star Destroyer, which immediately Darth impedes Vader. the progress of several rebel sh- like transport ships, yeah, which just crash into it and right explode. Yeah, um, bad news. Vader gets a boarding party. Uh, we skipped the whole scene earlier where Krennic goes to visit Darth Vader. Nah, because it's as also not that important. They, as rad as a giant fucking lava castle on Mustafar, the birthplace of Anakin Skywalker's full commitment to the dark side is, there is nothing of import that is talked about no. in that uh, scene. Yes, there is. Uh, at the end, he makes a choke pun. Yeah, he yeah, does he say does he make starts a choke start, pun. Krennic starts saying, "But I want all the credit." And Darth Vader force chokes him and say, "Try not to choke on your ambitions." Yeah, and we also here's the thing, though. I will defend this because he's a dad, and he gets <laughs> he gets to make shitty dad jokes. Yeah, but we also learn that in his off hours, he sleeps in a giant tube of soylent that Tech Bro drank. <laughs> Just like a weird milky Patrick, goo. Patrick, I want you to answer this honestly. Okay. If you could, wouldn't you? No. <laughs> no. No way, no, guys. The answer is no. Patrick only sleeps in fucking and sure. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Keeps it's good my poops for my bones. <laughs> uh, I tap it off with a little geritol just to get my vitamins. Right. So, uh, uh, so yeah. Vader is. Uh, you know, sees that, oh no, the, you know, he's informed that the rebels have the Death Star plan, so he takes a shuttlecraft over to the big fucking rebel spaceship. Yeah, and this is the scene in the movie that I think everybody talked about when they walked out of the movie. Like, it's the only time, it's the first time I've ever seen, like, how truly potent and powerful, like, a Sith and a Jedi that Darth Vader is. Like, we've seen him fight a, a crusty old man, and we've seen him fight a whiny kid, but now we see him just, like, lay waste to the mookiest of mooks, <laughs> the gooniest of goons, uh, and in all the ways that you want to see him do it. Just yeah. red lightsaber igniting this room, blocking blaster bolts, just stopping Choking, them. Choking, force punching, throwing throws. guys, yeah. 
Uh, they, uh, the like, rebels... I'm pretty sure he, like, kicks a dude at one point just for oh, shits yeah. and giggles. Yeah. I mean, they also, like, they... <laughs> he does Magneto stuff. Yeah. Like, taking all their guns away at once. Yeah. And, like, holding the energy in front of him and firing it back at them. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, rebel troopers, like, rebel troopers are playing, like, a desperate game of, like, fucking pass, pass the off. baton yeah yeah they're running a relay race to the uh, shuttle yeah they finally get the death star plans onto a very familiar corvette class rebel spacecraft i believe it's the tantavine 4 the tantive 4 i always say it wrong yeah that's how i know i know it yep so they get onto the tantive 4 which depart uh, uh, detaches from the mon calamari ship uh, just in time for Vader to stand in open space, mind you, and just watch it float and fly away and jump yep. into hyperspace. This uh, rebel guy runs over into this room. He's got the plans in hand. He opens the door, and we see a familiar white gown with a head wrap, and he hands it to her. And he, he says, says what? what is this? And it turns around, and it's young Princess Leia. It's PlayStation... Three, but like late era PlayStation. I was say, did, yeah. they, did they even have her come in for that, or was it just straight CGI? Oh, that was straight CGI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Carrie Fisher at that point had begun filming Last Jedi. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, she says it's hope. 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 And then fucking credits. credits. And this movie drops. It literally stops. Uh, you know, ten minutes. Before yeah. A New Hope. And if you want to find out what happens in A New Hope and the rest of the Star Wars movies, well, my friends, you were in luck. We covered all that shit so long ago. It's all there. <laughs> it's not behind a paywall. We care about you. Yeah. Uh, we want you to know all the important stuff we cover. Yeah, so that's Rogue One, guys. We did it. We finally finished all the Star Wars movies uh, it, until tomorrow yeah, when yeah. Last Jedi comes out. And we'll get to that in about a year or so. Yeah, Fantastic. Pretty much. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Now keep listening. Yeah, we're not done. <laughs> Bullet points. Pew pew. Bluey. Ah. Bullet points. And our first bullet point, as always, body count. Body counts. Jesus. Uh. Patrick, body count. <laughs> Patrick, like wait until you are called upon. I'm going to go with like 40,000. John, body count. Uh, I'm going to go for 50,000. All right. Well, the final uh, tally, the final body count, confirmed body count of Rogue One is not that high. Oh. Uh, But there's a whole city. Correct. Yeah. It is 954. Well, that's pretty good. This is still real high. Yeah. That's pretty Uh, good. I have to agree with you, though. I feel like it's probably in the tens of thousands because, again, they blow up. Two different cities. Whole cities, Um, yeah. And so many ships and stuff die on top of the almost a thousand just dudes who die. Right. So, uh, well done, everybody. Uh, uh, Patrick, you won. Yeah. I mean, technically you both won over, but you were closest. Yeah. That means you finally stopped John's run here. it's been about time. Yeah. You Uh, know what? Uh... You played a good game. Uh, you know, I gave it my all this time. I just, you know, I just came up a little short. I, the, the right in votes played a big part in this. Yeah, that's not. It's definitely true. Uh, definitely. But you know what? I'll get another chance in short order to make another guess about how many fake people died in our fake movies. And then John got back on Sassy the Horse and rode away. <laughs> that is the one thing I can't believe of all of the Roy Moore like having to be uh, exposed to that 
putrid man and his ghoulish ideals. And yet, the moment he lost, I thought for sure this was going to happen. Not a single person made a, and the horse you rode in on yeah, joke. No. Not a That's single one. Oh, and I thought that was low-hanging fruit. Well, turns out you weren't on Twitter or Reddit because it was all over the place. <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, my internet tier doesn't get me <laughs> to Twitter or Reddit. Good point. Yeah, you have to pay fifty dollars extra uh, just to just oh, to do man. for every upvote. Wait, is there a shitty shitty tier where I can get GeoCities back? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can get Angel Fire. Uh, it was never as good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. GeoCity had better gifts. Correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. John, best kill. Oh boy, this is a difficult one because I think a lot. Well, there's of almost the... a thousand to choose from. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I'll say my best kill goes to the uh, the wayward soul of Red Five. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Red Five, as we all know, is the famous call sign of Luke Skywalker when he is fighting in the Rebel Alliance in A New Hope. Uh, however, we get to see how that position was left vacant, and that is previous Red Five, who looks like a freshly shaved 35-year-old man who lives in his mother's basement in a very <laughs> ill-fitting helmet. He's yeah. been very upset since they canceled the incel subreddit. Right. <laughs> Uh, I feel bad because this is a human being actor. Yeah. And, like, he's got a family, and he got to be in Star Wars. Sure, and, yeah. like, That's rad. But, like, it's not... He it's, just doesn't... He just looks goofy. strange. Yeah. They yeah. purposely gave him, like, a helmet that's too small and a costume that doesn't fit correctly. Right. Like, they wanted it to evoke that Jack Porkins look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they just got a fat pilot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he gets blowed up real good. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, he uh, he bounces off the shield generator, mm-hmm. I believe is how he bites it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And yeah. it's so great. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Patrick, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go with nameless Star Destroyer person. When one Star Destroyer is driven into the other Star Destroyer, it like tilts to the side and everybody falls on the ground and they start sliding down. <laughs> and this one poor schmuck breaks his neck on one of the cubicle walls. <laughs> like you see him hit the ground and you see him bounce off one of the walls and his neck is just destroyed. He is the uh, Titanic propeller man of yeah. right, one. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it pleases the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I am going to go with... Uh, the poor guy who gets just shot in the fucking kidney by Cassian oh, yeah. on Blade Runner that Planet. Is so unceremonious. It's so cold blooded. Yeah, yeah. But what I love about that scene is, even though you don't really, you don't see any blood, you don't see anything, you just see the flash, the blast where his eyes go wide, and he drops. But what I love about that kill uh, specifically is it kind of shows you that this this is a different Star Wars movie. It's not yeah. playing by like the. Like, it is still PG-13, but it's not playing by, like, the... It's a space movie for kiddos! Right. Like it's very much an adult film, and it's very much got some very dark subject matter. And well, your hero just murdered a guy yeah, yeah. who's on the same team. Like, he's beyond, like, Harrison Ford, lovable scoundrel. This guy's a miserable bastard, yeah, yeah. and it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because as much as as uh, dark and uh, violent as we remember the Star Wars movies, only three Star Wars movies are rated above PG. 
Right. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Force Awakens, and now uh, Rogue One. I guess, I think, uh, Last Jedi is also PG-13. PG-13, sure. But still, for a very long time, predominantly, this was a straight PG series. Yeah. Although, to in its defense, the rating of PG-13 didn't exist until after Temple the original three were over. I know. I thought Temple of Doom was before Jedi. No, Temple of Doom would have been like 84, 85. I remember they were super close together because Lucas was going through his divorce during Jedi and Spielberg was going through his divorce. They might have been during filming Doom. around the same time, yeah. but <clears throat> uh, yeah, but yeah, PG 13 didn't exist until after that. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, even so, like a lot of the violence is very like a good guy maiming a very clearly yeah. a yeah, bad yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. And because they're using like light beams and light laser energy there's no like blood fly the only like real blood you see in any of the Star Wars movies is actually in New Hope when he cuts off a guy's arm and like there's a pool of blood on the ground they hadn't figured out the rules of the lightsaber yet Uh, anyways moving on to our next bullet point best weapon best weapon Mark, best weapon. Guys, Darth Vader's lightsaber. I mean, <laughs> uh, we, well, yeah, we finally get to see it, like, do what it's meant to do, which is kill so many goons. <laughs> goon after goon after goon. <laughs> it cuts through a door like it's supposed to. It blocks laser bolts like it's supposed to. Goon, 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 goon. Dead, 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 dead. <laughs> Darth Vader's lightsaber is my favorite. John, favorite weapon. <laughs> Best weapon. Uh, Denny Yen's character, whose name I refuse to learn because Ip Man has no name. True. Except Ip Man? Uh, well, it's, it's more of like, you can't call him nothing. He's yeah. not... D- d- joke overload too many... Ooh, he broke him. Ram So which of his ram. two weapons do you like the most, though? Well, that's a very interesting question because you will notice he has but one weapon, which is... His mysterious walking staff that he uses because he is sight impaired. He then uses it as a bow staff. Now what better use of a bow staff than to click a little button and it turn into a goddamn long bow blaster? (laughs) John, those are... I hate to bring it to you. Those are two two separate weapons. weapons. Not in my head, (laughs) Cannon. It's... Uh, I like that. I yeah. like it that the bow staff the whole time was just the collapsible Wookiee bow. Yeah. I assume that's the Wookiee bow, right, from Battlefield? No, it's no. different. Yeah. Because the Wookiee bow is like a crossbow. It's yeah. like very small. This is a straight up, like, it's, it's a, a shotgun. weird bow. It's a shotgun yeah. with a bow, yeah. with a long bow. Attached. This yeah. is essentially uh, the English at the Battle of Asincourt. <laughs> Big right. fucking long bow. And it's powerful enough that, like... It can take out a TIE fighter. It takes yeah. out a if I, ship, yeah. yeah. Fighter, uh, yeah. It's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I was actually going to pick that one. Patrick, well, best weapon. Uh, in this case, I'll go to the next best weapon, which is the wet-dry vac minigun. Yeah! <laughs> that thing is the shit! It's I, so rad! I love a gun that's got like a cord that connects to other things that's full of bullets. That's the best! Yeah! I hate having to reload. So time-consuming. It, I also appreciate because it's got a slightly different sound than all the other blasters do. Yeah. Most of the blasters have your typical like pew, 
pew sound. And it's got like a... This one is... Yeah, yeah his is a very powerful, like potent, like hard sound. And as he demonstrates, you can just punch the shit out of people with it when you feel like yeah, it. Yeah, you can. You end yeah. up too close to somebody, don't bless them, just rock them. I like after his husband dies and he gets mad and his weapon gets louder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's because the force is with him. Yeah. Like once his husband dies, he's like, he starts chanting about the force and then his weapon gets louder. That's right, yeah. yeah it's pretty yeah. kick-ass. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Final bullet point is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? Yeah, I think this is an action movie, except for the tentacle monster. <laughs> John, is this an action movie? I am going to go on record as saying this is the most action a Star Wars movie has been thus far. That wow. could well be true, actually. That I, yeah. I, I would have to say... Either it's either this one or, or Revenge of the Sith. Sure, Revenge of the Sith has a lot of. Is action that the one in with it. the big war? That's the one with like yeah. the big space war. At the top. it's the last of the prequels, and then where it's Anakin, got the big yeah. war thing with Dooku, right? It, well, that... No, that one has like the final like lightsaber fight between like Anakin and Obi Wan. It has the fight uh, between... Obi Wan versus Dooku. Yeah, uh, okay. four Jedi Council members: Mace Windu, Smile, and Kit Fisto, and two other fuck yeah. off yeah. idiots yeah, that yeah, yeah. don't get names. Fighting Emperor Palpatine. Emperor fighting Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yoda and Obi-Wan fighting a bunch of... Uh, uh, clone mooks. Yeah, a bunch of... Uh, and then also, the like... The Battle of Kashyyyk. Yeah, th- that one's pretty action-packed, too. Action. But this it is, is definitely So that's there. got a lot of other slow parts that this one didn't have as much Absolutely. Yeah, because, uh, again, Revenge of the Sith uh, has a lot of parts where there's... Uh, in I, I know the prequels aren't very good, but... Uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think, is more character-driven in that, you know, the the characters are the impetus for a lot of the action sequences, like Anakin's right. Fall to the Dark Side. So you get a lot more room for those things to be more resonant. It's less circumstance-driven and right. more based exactly. on, like, the characters' emotions and feelings, right? Yeah. Uh, these are more of characters making very, very quick, impulsive action. You know, decisions that lead directly to immediate action sequences. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, awesome. Okay, great. So that's a yes and a yes. Mark, is this an action movie? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you have one of the best. You have one of the best Star Wars action scenes right at the end of the film. A giant, like three tiered, uh, fucking espionage sneaking in plus ground assault plus air assault plus space assault. Yeah. That's a four tiered cake of action. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, that's some Black Forest Gato of violence, motherfucker. <laughs> that um, is a straight tiramisu. Guys, I've been watching Great British Baking Show for weeks now, and I can't <laughs> even get my mind around I still don't even know what a pudding is. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's got bread. Sometimes it's chocolate. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it's a cake. Sometimes yeah. it's bread. Sometimes it's just pudding. And I don't know which one's <laughs> correct. Tell me, Paul Hollywood or Mary Berry. <laughs> Sometimes pudding just means dessert. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I still... I don't like that they don't have cookies. They only have biscuits. Well, the thing you want to remember about the English is they're otherwise normal people, except they're just terrible at English. Good point. Valid point. <laughs> no right. one is worse at English than the English. Fuck you. Tea is a drink, not a meal. And the, the sentence, what's for pudding? The answer needs to be pudding, you fucking idiot. <laughs> this is why every time I have to install Windows, I always pick English US. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, oh, a pudding, please. 
What would you like for pudding? Fuck you! <laughs> All right, let's go around the horn. John, final review of Rogue One. Uh, it's the roguest of all the ones. Patrick, final review of Rogue One. Can I be friends with Donnie Yen? Donnie Yen, are you out there? <laughs> Do you want friends? Mark, final review of Rogue One. Uh, it is, I would say, right as of right now, having not seen Last Jedi, third favorite Star Wars movie. I will put it on par with Return of the Jedi. I think for me it beats out Force Awakens. Same here. Yeah. I think for me Agreed. my 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 mind would go Empire, New Hope, Rogue One. Sure. As the top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really dug this movie a lot. And I know that can be a controversial opinion to some, but you know what? Just like John is going to die on, <laughs> on the, the hill of the hills, I will die on the hill of Rogue One. Oh, and here's man. the thing. Is My I, favorite's the one where they go back and get the whales. <laughs> <laughs> God, you don't even know how awful you are. <laughs> I do like Adams, though. I will say that uh, Star Wars is always at its best when it's doing something new, when it's trying something different. Uh, which is why Force Awakens, while still an excellent movie, uh, I think every time I watch it, I end up liking it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are still things in there that I find deeply irritating. That movie seems to assume that I like Han Solo way more than I do. Uh, but I think it's held back by the fact that it has this weight of feeling like it needs to reintroduce Star Wars. Sure. And it's got to like call back to it so many times. Right. And even in this movie, the callbacks are... There's a cameo from the two dum-dums from the cantina. There's also the worst cameo of C-3PO and R2-D2. But whenever it's... uh, Those are two very small little blips in an otherwise amazing radar screen of just like... Even though it takes place between two very well-established time periods of Star Wars, and it tells a story that we know is going to end a certain way, still manages to do something very new and different. Mm-hmm. And like every, almost every scene shows us something very new in Star sure. Wars. That and I it's really worth like. it's worth noting that the movie uh, was kind of played during production and had some major reshoots that were. Uh, you know, the director was Gareth Edwards. He was. Not necessarily fired, but in essence, like, replaced with Tony Gilroy, who came in to do some reshoots at the end and do some rewriting. Um, And it's worth noting that, uh, by all accounts, by uh, the studio and by Gareth Edwards, uh, who is still listed as the sole director of the movie, the reshoots helped the film. And uh, uh, the only thing I can say for that is I hope to dear God that that bodes well for Solo, a Star Wars story. Which straight up replaced two directors. (laughs) With two directors who were hired based on the work they had done with uh, uh, semi-improvisational comedy to do a movie about a space smuggler. Then the studio was like, wait a minute, you guys do jokes? Never mind! Give me the director of Willow! (laughs) Here's the thing. First off, Nobody fucking wants a solo Star Wars movie or a Han Solo solo movie. It, right, just, a Han Solo origin story. Yeah, it, it's a dumb idea. The only reason to see it is a to see just what the fuck this movie's even gonna be when it's all said and done. And can also, I guess number two? You can because I it, bet it's right. Is it Donald Glover's sweet sweet Lando stash? It's Donald Glover's sweet sweet Lando stash. <laughs> Oh my god, the most beautiful story that he has told in interviews is when he told his mom he was going to play Lando. His mom said, 
You don't understand, son. Lando is mine. You better not fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is uh, that's amazing. I love that. Well, guys, right. that is uh, that is it for Rogue One. Uh, I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am Stardust. No, you're not. You're John Rooney. Oh, I was the Death Star the whole time. I got gotcha. you. Got it. You. And we'll see you next time. Pew, pew. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Dolores Claiborne Bromley, John the Devil's Advocate Rooney, and Mark the Cutting Edge Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a rating and review. You can also find us on pretty much any other podcatcher of your choice. Like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.